And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. He got a bicycle. Hello, uh, welcome to the WrestleCube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 customary to make a weird noise at that stage. It's fine. Um, my name is Tom Mimner, and I have a cold. I am Daniel, and I am cold. I am Michael, and I am also cold. <laughs> you can't steal my bit. Uh, I stole it. I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. How uh, how are you guys doing? Not bad, not bad. You know, it's uh, it's uh, rainy and it sucks uh, weather wise, but other than that, I can't complain. I guess you know, things is generally good. I don't know what's yeah. happening with the world of wrestling. That's why I'm here. I want to hear you guys <laughs> update me because I have not watched anything since we went to uh, the, the the NJPW. Right. Show the other day. So I'm looking forward to hearing what I've missed. It's almost like this is a good chance to talk about that. <coughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> you know, it's it's maybe maybe that's how this all lined up. Who who could say? Who could say? How how are you, Mike? Uh, you, first time on the podcast since episode one. Oh, was I on episode one? You were. I think we were oh, talking about God. Royal Quest one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was so long ago that was a long time ago uh yeah i'm very excited to be back to be honest guys nice chatting to you be good, good kids against a bit of wrestling again yeah no it's uh it, we're very happy to have you back it's good it's good um yeah um before we get started a little programming note for anybody listening to this um so the king of cube tournament was a thing that we did um and a thing happened where we recorded all of it and then those files were lost in the mists of time uh, and we recorded it backstage oh. in Rio de Janeiro at a house show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And basically what's happened is is that um, that is all gone. But the bracket remains. Uh, so we are going to do a show about what happened uh, and present you the final, which uh, will be uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing that happened. Final. You know, it's fine. Rio de Janeiro, you know, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It was one of the greatest cards uh, I think I've ever seen in my whole life, to be honest. I mean, that that uh, Rob, that Rob Van Dam versus uh, Scott Steiner. Oh, <laughs> the running from RoboCop. Oh, God, it's crazy. The likes <laughs> we'll never see again. You know, they'd never let us broadcast it. No. What a shame. Ever. What a shame. This is, it was too hot for Cube, you know? <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> that sounds so sleazy doesn't it it's a, way more sleazy than i intended yeah, it but... yeah it does. people come for they come for the sleaze the sleaze i mean <laughs> for the wrestling come for the sleaze given the given sleaze. the fairly yeah. minimal uh amount of people listening to this i don't know if they did come for the sleaze <laughs> <laughs> when i get home i'll ask my wife did you come for the sleaze <laughs> <laughs> and stay for the wrestling oh. <laughs> I mean, I if, they're com- if they're coming for the sleaze, they're staying for the sleaze. They're not staying for the wrestling. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> they're like, please, I want more. Get sleazier, <laughs> Um So, yeah, so that, that is the thing that will happen. Uh, we will be doing that shortly. And we might have some surprises in, in store uh, for that. But um, that will be uh, discussed in, in due course. But um, which is quite handy, actually, because it's coming up for the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. So it's almost as if this all worked out perfectly. Oh, oh shit. Ooh. I mean, obviously, we'll be we'll be actually putting the recording out probably a month after the anniversary. But you know, that's kind of how we roll. It's it uh, gives you time to react. Exactly, it gives you time to let you know let it settle in. You to think about what you've done. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you, know. you Sean Michaels, and, and you Earl Hebner. That's who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, think right. about what you did. Brett screwed Brett, guys. I'm sorry. No, Brett is always oh, right. We don't say such things here. Bret Hart is always so. right. I will have no I other words heard about this. <laughs> Everything else will be bleeped. <laughs> I'm doing the editing. I have that power. 
<laughs> yeah, the last five minutes will just be bleep, Sean Michael's breath. <laughs> I mean, some would say that power has maybe gone to my head, but you know, uh, in the time honored tradition of uh, anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, so yeah. So uh, we thought we'd have a little chat about uh, Royal Quest 2, Night 1, which we attended at the lovely Crystal Palace <laughs> Indoor Arena. Any thoughts vaguely, on the venue? Lovely. Uh, it was a gym. It was literally a local <laughs> gym. I talked to someone and they were like, we used to do our sports day there. That's how much of a gym it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, and the toilets were... I will never be able to scrub those memories from my mind. They were some of the nastiest toilets I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, they smelled pretty bad. They smelled real bad. Imagine uh, going from like, great. imagine going from performing at like the Tokyo Dome or like Osaka Joe Hall or somewhere like that in front of like a massive crowd of people to then finding yourself in a building where in order to get to the toilets, you have to walk through the showers. <laughs> it's a pretty apt description of it yeah it's surreal to see Tanahashi and Okada standing in the ring doing the <laughs> tribute to Inoki and it's just like they're standing in this gym hall in a rusty <laughs> wrestling ring I was like I couldn't I couldn't match it up in my mind next but... to two empty Olympic swimming pools yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no copper box. I, w- I will say, I will say, yes, it was not the copper box. Um, I quite enjoyed how strange it was. And I had a little uh, little reminisce because I actually went to uh, the last show I went to at that, at that particular venue was about 20 years ago. And I got to see Eddie Guerrero perform in the same building. And he also looked very confused as to what was going on. So, you know, I mean, it's a theme. It, and yeah. obviously, Eddie Guerrero had a lovely career in New Japan as the Black Tiger. So that brings us nicely back round to the card itself. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's these are the sort oh, of right. segues that this is why they pay us the big bucks. You know, it's uh, <laughs> those, those <Absolutely>. segues. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, it was. Uh, we went to the first night. Um, I'll go through the card, and you guys can give us some thoughts. Um, I think some of this will be briefer than others, to be honest. But... <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the show opened with Gabriel Kidd versus Dan Maloney. Uh, I think it's pretty much a Rev Pro match. Uh, I have no real thoughts on it. It was fine. It was the first yeah. live match. Sorry, Dad. It was the first live match I'd seen for years. So there was a nice novelty for that. But apart from that, exactly, nothing about it stood out. Yeah, it didn't. It yeah, didn't it was, really it do nice a lot to... for me. Yeah, yeah, no. I was just going to say it was nice to uh, settle in with my drink and figure out where I was sitting. That's kind of what the purpose of that match was. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay. We we did actually end up with a really good spot where we were in. We were in a weird sort of corner where if we sat down, it wasn't a very good view. But if we stood up, you could see everything. It was really, it was really quite that. I mean, that I did notice yeah. during that match. But um, yeah, it, moving it was on. A good spot. Because basically the first, I would say the first three matches of the card were all pretty much uh, Rev Pro matches. And as such, as not a regular Rev Pro attendee or viewer of their stuff on Rev Pro On Demand, I'm not that familiar with all of their workers. So yeah, like I've seen bits and bobs, but yeah, not not totally familiar. So I mean, they were all very good, but it was harder to get invested in that when you came for New Japan, I think. It's pretty fair to say. Yeah, Definitely. They obviously tagged on these Rev Pro matches. It wasn't... I mean, I'd assume Rev Pro did a lot of the legwork for getting this thing set up, given yeah. they've got a partnership with New Japan. But it definitely felt very early on that this was more of a Rev Pro show with some New Japan matches rather than it being like a full New Japan show like it was at the Copper Box, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Which I found it strange why they didn't just market it as that, like Rev Pro versus New Japan, because they've done that in the past. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe honest, people just wouldn't turn up. <laughs> I don't spend uh, half of my time watching Rev Pro stuff that I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, we got then to enjoy uh, Gideon, Lord Gideon Gray and the Great Okan versus uh, Ricky Knight Jr. and Michael Oku. That was again, it was fine. Um, I quite like Michael Oku. He's like he's pretty good. Um, Ricky Knight Jr. had uh, some weird like Lord Humongous mask on that I don't didn't really understand what was going on. Was oh, Michael Oku the guy in the Budgie Smugglers? Yes. I could see yes. Way too yes. much of his dong for my liking. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is fair. That's fair. He's in, he was I I've seen him before uh back at Riptide when it was still a thing. Uh actually Gideon Grey yeah. as well we used to go was on their shows quite a bit. Um and yeah, Michael Oak is pretty decent. He's just yeah. It was yeah. odd seeing him in this sort of like quite early the crowd were not into it at all at this point it was still kind of people smiling nah. in and it wasn't really there's not a lot to shout about the great okan is the great okan you know you, you really like it or you don't yeah. it's, it's i yeah. i think he's fine i i don't really have you know it's a lot of house house show matches like you said when we were there it felt like a lot of house show matches it's hard yeah definitely yeah. definitely had a big house show vibe to this i think um which is fine there's nothing wrong with that to the fun I think yeah, so as well. I think, and you know, it was kind like of, it was a chill vibe. Yeah. No, nobody wanted to see you know uh, Okada or uh, or Tanahashi try and break their neck in Crystal Palace <laughs> indoor sports <laughs> arena. I mean, it's not you know. <laughs> let's be fair about it. Nobody wanted to see that. So in a way, I'm quite glad they went the way they did. It sort of made sense for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I would say. Uh, then we after that we had uh, the women's match, uh, which is Kanji and Jazzy Gabert versus uh, Alex Windsor and Ava White. Not hugely familiar with any of them, and I couldn't tell you a huge amount about it. The crowd died off during this completely. I don't know what yeah. happened. It just didn't. It didn't Can't get over happen. if your name's Jazzy. Can't <laughs> get over if your name's. <laughs> that was the big problem. The ending was mad weird as well. It just kind of ended, and everybody yeah. seemed sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then they left the ring. I was like, what, is, what happened? It's very strange. It's it very odd. And just the whole the crowd were just like confused and a bit bemused, really. I think everyone just went, all right, well, that's yeah. over. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. and then it felt like the pre show finished and the main show started because we got mm. uh, LIJ yeah. versus Suzuki Goon in a, I think it was a six or eight man tag. I forget. My notes are not very extensive here, I'll be honest. Yeah. This was like a month ago. I think it was. <laughs> Yeah, um, but that was cool. Uh, it's nice to see, you know, the likes of Naito and uh, uh, Sonata. Saber. Yeah, and, and Hiromu. You know, it was a cool thing to see. Uh, you know, and Dookie. Yeah. Everyone loves Dookie. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, it was a. Uh, it, it was again. It was fine. The sort of stuff you'd see on like a uh, road to shows or like on uh, for New Japan. Like it, nothing out of this one. You know, you knew it was uh, Naito came out in his t-shirt. You knew who you were getting a full shift out of him you know he's only got a few big matches left in him his knees are made yeah. of like cardboard now so it was like getting a demo it was all like you know back in the day when you would get those like discs that's of good doom point. and it had yeah. like the first couple levels of doom on it I felt like that's, this was the wrestling equivalent <laughs> of <the stairway. laughs> that's a good comparison yeah. and you know like that was fine, and it felt like things were about to pick up after that because then uh, yeah, uh, Ishii and Okada came out. Uh, Okada's entrance was predictably lovely, um, and then uh, they were facing yeah. the formative duo of uh, or formidable duo even of Zack Knight and Bad Dude Tito. Bad dude, my new favorite wrestler, Bad Dude Tito. I actually thought he looked alright. Like he, of all the kind of lesser people on this show like i thought he actually looked reasonably okay as like a mid-card yeah. tough guy like too much pleather too much red pleather red pleather is weird <laughs> yeah. i don't like it i would disagree you can never have enough pleather but red pleather well, though yeah that's the best pleather red Any pleather red? yellow pleather you know it's uh <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too much it's too much um but Again, this is a point where I think we all realised this was definitely more of a house show for them that uh, we didn't even get a Rainmaker. Yeah, that was a bit sad. We got the drop kick, but not the Rainmaker. We did. We did. <laughs> no, no. And I think that's where you knew it was like, okay, well, they're maybe having a little bit of a night off. They probably got jet lag. Okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. Over, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame them, to be honest. It's a long journey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, so then, then after that, we got uh, Hiro uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, and uh, God versus the Bullet Club, which again a very serviceable uh, eight-man match. I, I had no interest in seeing uh, Gallows and Anderson, uh, although they are now back on Raw, so <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, 
That was a twist of fate, wasn't it? Yeah, very confusing. I think we might have seen one of their last matches before they went back to WWE, which is yeah. very unexpected, but That's fine. Crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm happy enough that we got to see them uh, for historic purposes, but I didn't actually want to see them wrestle. So, you know. <laughs> and we can't forget Tanahashi playing it safe oh, off that top rope. Jesus. Oh, that was hilarious. I loved it. You know what? Take care of yourself. In, in, in his defense, in his defense, those ropes at that point started to look like they were giving. And I do get that he probably went, nah, you're all right. I, I've got a history not. of injuries. I'm, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't think you can blame him. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I didn't have money to have a wrestling ring, so I would get a Rice Krispies box and some toothpick and string, <laughs> and then make a little wrestling. <laughs> that was about as solid as the ring they were in was. So, that that's fine. Yeah. For a second there, when you, you started saying, "Oh yeah." When, as a kid, when I didn't have money for a wrestling thing, I, th- I thought you meant what? Like a full-size wrestling ring? What, what like, everybody else yeah, did? Because I certainly didn't one. fucking have one. Like I have in my, <laughs> in my backyard now. Yeah. In my backyard wrestling federation. <laughs> they were just in Argos. You could buy them from Argos or Toys R Us. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, not to tangent too much, but I found out something about Toys R Us this week. You know the music for the Toys R Us advert, right? Toys R Us, Toys R Us. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, I always thought, right, there's, at the beginning it says there's toys in a million all under one roof. And then later on in the song, mm. I always thought it said there's millions of Jeffreys, <laughs> like as in the, that the is giraffe, the right? That is the lyrics. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That, it's not. To me it is. To me it, it turns is. out it it's matter. actually, it's millions says Jeffrey. Oh. oh. Way less appealing. I, I only yeah. went there for the Jeffreys. Well, imagine <laughs> yeah, imagine the, the logic of that, though, if there was actually a, 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 like a shop that just sold <laughs> millions of Jeffrey giraffes. Like, the actual God, quantity of... Jeffries. <laughs> like, the size of the of the building required to host millions of Jeffreys is, is unimaginable. Of Jeffries. It's the size of the Jeffreys, not the size of the building. See? Very good. Hey. Small Jeffries. Small Jeffries. Small Jeffries. You're right. Small Jeffries. <laughs> but even then, if you had a million of one set, like like one one or two inch sized Jeffries in one building, a million is still an incredible <laughs> amount of Jeffries. Exactly. That's why Toys R Us is such a so, so alluring. Yeah. <laughs> it, it certainly of, explains their enduring appeal. Of why they've continued to flourish for years <laughs> to come. <laughs> Rest Sorry, in peace, I, my dear friends. Yeah, I know I've taken us on a bit of a, a tangent oh journey gosh. here, but I, I learned something. I thought I'd share it. I thought it'd be interesting. So you know, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, back to Royal Quest Two. We had um, the semi-main for the show was uh, Will Osprey. Boo. Uh, this is uh, Shota Umino, the shooter. Also, question mark. <laughs> I was really enjoying this match until Osprey yeah, legit killed him or whatever happened. I he was on the show the next night, out. so it can't have been that bad. Like, but I think it was, it was, was, it, was precautionary. It, it was I such mean, a strange finish. I guess it was for the real. X, but like, I don't believe in the X anymore. The X is for show now. I just don't yeah. really know. Like, I, I presume it was real, but then, like, and maybe he was just knocked silly and they were just being being overly cautious. I don't know. It, it must have been something like that because it wasn't even like, oh, X and call it off straight away. They gave the X. Osprey went in, gave him some half-hearted stomps. And then they the ref was like, it. oh, no. Like, it was very odd. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, then, you know, if you had to, if you were refereeing a match and your son got knocked out, you'd probably be overly cautious, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. It's a conflict of interest, I would say. But I remember... um... Oh, sorry, man. I think I spoke over you. Oh, no. I was just saying I think it's a conflict of interest myself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Refereeing your son's match, (laughs) I think it's, you know... Yeah, no, I was just saying I think it was a good match, though. But um, the crowd was definitely uh, not happy about what all was split in terms of who liked Will Ospreay and who did not. So it was Mm. quite... There were a lot of... uh, Spicy chance, shall we say? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was. It was a an odd, an odd audience in that respect. Uh, there was a lot of, I don't know. There was a lot of smarky dudes who thought they were they were being really funny by cheering for mm. the 
the heels and doing the baby faces. So it was just like, mm. eh, it's fine. But it's quite yeah. annoying after a while. I would say they were occasionally funny. Were, yeah, uh, we, we were sat near a group two. who were very much attempting to play the comedian during it. And they were, as you're right, they were occasionally funny, but a lot yeah. of the time they were just quite irritating. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, that it's is... not that your is... show, mate. It's... No. The rest, wrestling also, fans can be the, like uh, this. Yeah. Big ups to the uh, Anarchy sitting in the uh, booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about those especially not on a recorded me. medium no, no reach out reach out guys Let's... no no don't reach out if anything please reach, you, reach, reach, out, reach in up, reach away <laughs> reach around yeah oh, stay for the sleaze stay for the sleaze stay for the sleaze exactly I'm here the... you guys haven't been sleazy enough I'm going to tell you now, Daniel, if, if, if tomorrow, eh, eh, well, or when a, a day after this comes out, if a heavily tattooed Japanese man who's missing part Ooh. of his finger comes to my door, I'm going to be very concerned. Well, you know, hey, maybe he just wants to present you with a business opportunity to, to borrow money from him or, <laughs> or lend him your pinky finger or at least yeah. a piece of it. Seems like a good deal. You give me your pinky finger and I don't kill you. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that losing the pinky finger is actually a sign of loyalty. Ah, oh, it's not. It's not a punishment. I believe it's a. Oh. It's a sign of loyalty. Um, I thought if you fucked up, you have to give the pinky finger to be like, all right, go on, give me it. Oh, maybe I don't know. I thought it was and a loyalty thing, but maybe not. Properly, you loser, you fucked up. So now I'm taking your uh, ability to hold your your sword <laughs> as well as you used to be able to. At least it will be. I don't know. If I haven't played. Yakuza, please uh, send your please uh, please send yeah. us a voice note or comment. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, I mean they they typically do have uh, quite open Twitter accounts, so you know they can probably let us know. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you're a member of the Yamagumi Gumi, then please let us. <laughs> I need to stop before someone actually fucks me. Yeah, yeah please. Uh... I I would tell you I'm going to edit this out. But I'm probably not because that would be require more effort than I'm really willing to put into editing. So, correction um, by the way, it's Gucci Gumi, just in case pedants out there. Um, yeah. Moving on, moving on. Uh, we had the main event then, which uh, was probably the high point of the show from a wrestling point of view, I'd say, uh, which was FTR versus Aussie Open. Um, it was uh, a pretty bloody decent tag match for the most part I would say um, yeah. and you know I know it's been rated very highly by people uh, who've, who've watched it uh, you know within the industry and stuff but um, as as fans I thought yeah it was it was very good I, I, I've i never been a huge fan of FTR um, I've always thought they were they were pretty good but not as hype not as good as they get hyped as but yeah it was very good and Aussie Open uh, are excellent if not a little bit yeah. um, flippy for my liking sometimes but you know I thought this worked yeah. it worked really well it, it definitely did. It was a solid match. Nowhere near as good as everyone was saying. Um, but maybe for me, I'm not a fan of when they play that exhausted spot at the end of the match and like yeah. they're all on their knees and they're slapping each other because they're so exhausted. I'm not big on that. I get that. I get that. I, I always get, for the most part, by the time you get to an end of a tag match, I have been uh edged for so long that i don't even want to climb this thing i'm just like you know what fuck yeah i don't care like, it... so by the time they got to the end of this i was just like man when are you get to leave uh, even if it's a tag match, i'm not necessarily i'm just not a tag match guy generally although i do love a good tag match which i guess we'll get to at some point mm. but... I, I didn't give a shit about this. I, I also didn't know who either of the dudes were. <laughs> that, that won't have helped. Guys yeah. Some guys with something else. I can't even remember what the other guys looked like. So, yeah. I just remember it was good, but then the build-up was so long. And then also we had the guy behind us going, no, that's not how you tag. Oh, referee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to my SoCo and Coke and enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say uh, it did appear from our point of view, and I don't know whether this was the case, I imagine not, that one of the, one of Aussie Open seemed to have bladed from a sharpshooter. Yes. 
Oh yeah, they did the Bret Hart. They did the Steve Austin spot. Yeah, yeah but he shoves you with the shit out of his forehead, man. <laughs> <laughs> on choice. <laughs> he squeezed him so hard he burst the blood vessel in his face. <laughs> Bag of milk. <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought a decent show overall. Like it, it certainly had the house show element to it, and the venue was a bit strange, but. You know, overall, a good night out and, and a fun opportunity yeah. to go and see some live wrestling. Have you guys got any other thoughts, Mike? 100%. Um, oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being being with you guys and just being in the atmosphere again and being able to see some live wrestling was nice because it's been like two years. What wasn't nice was waiting three hours to finally get home. <laughs> but apart from that, it was good. Oh, man. I, I, I went back to to Beckenham with with Daniel and then drove to Sussex and I think I was probably home before you. <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. Fuck, that's that <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, I was home in minutes. I jumped on the tram and then... <laughs> um, hate you, stuff. both. I, I think it was um, a good show as well. I didn't give a shit about the wrestling, to be honest. It was like... And you know what? I think that was actually a kind of a good thing. The wrestling was meh in a way that was nice to just chill with guys and, and, and have yeah. a drink and just enjoy a nice evening out. And I would definitely do it again, actually. Like, with, with similar quality wrestling. I don't think I needed <laughs> a of amazing wrestling. I was like, I just needed something to, to do that evening. So. Oh, Daniel, <laughs> if, you, if you would like to watch lower quality wrestling, yeah. that is something we could definitely go and do. Okay, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is, oh that is a whole God. minefield that we can enter into, believe me. I mean, oh, if we're re- if we're really careful about it, we could probably we could probably pick a show that has you know an aging ex Attitude Era star doing a tour, probably a Gangrel or someone of, someone of that ilk. Oh, uh, right up my street! That is right up my street. Be still, my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible. So, is Chris yeah. Masters still knocking about? Sign me uh, up for a Chris Masters match. I believe he's going by the name of Chris Adonis, and yes, he is still knocking about. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or is he just um, incredible? Oh, I think he's retired. I'm fairly sure he had quite a bad sub- substance abuse problem. Dead, but... I, was like, Wait. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> I think he's alive. I'm very sure he's alive, but he, he had a quite a uh, difficult time a few years ago, and I think he has retired now. But uh... Well, damn. Stay strong, Justin. Yeah. So oh, Pete, like Peter Polacco, I believe is it, his real name is. Uh, I don't know oh. why I remember that. That is a useless bit of information. I made a create a character in No Mercy that looked like him. So big ups to Justin Incredible. Hey, big ups to No Mercy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's as he said himself. You know, when it comes to his sobriety, that's not just the coolest. That's not just the best. That is just incredible. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Again, I'm not sure why I've, I have uh, committed to memory his 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 terrible terrible catchphrase because mm. mm. it was because it was that good. I I thought he was really cool when I was when we, we, we were kids, and Me I don't too. know why. Looking back on it, he he was wearing like jean shorts over like women's leggings. Yeah, but like that was the yeah. coolest thing you could do in the late night. <laughs> why would you just wear the jean <laughs> shorts? The only thing that would have made him cooler is a backwards red cap. Oh, That's God. true. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's aged so badly. Makes yeah. me think about the headbangers. The oh, headbangers wore the same gosh. thing, right? Oh, oh, they, they had skirts on. Skirts. Because they, the they were cool they and edgy. Utilicults. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, oh, obviously, the. the Jeez, Louise. Speaking of great tag teams, not the headbangers. Um, Definitely the headbangers. Um, we thought because the main event of Royal Quest Night One, uh, Royal Quest Two Night One, or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, um, <laughs> it was um, because it had so it was being lauded as this great tag match. Maybe we should talk about some of our favourite tag teams. So, yes, we yeah. should. I'm going to say we'll just do just because we could be we could do a whole other show on this. We probably will at some point, but let's just. Um, Maybe pick a couple each of uh, a few uh, that, you, that you want to talk about. Um, Daniel, why don't you get started? All right. You know what? Uh, I will say that one of the tag teams that really got my, uh, um, uh, I don't know, my schmuckle. I don't know. That's not even a real word. I got, I got, <laughs> Your schmuckle. My geschmuckle. I don't know. I'm, I'm making up fake Yiddish words. I don't know any real ones, but one of the ones that got me excited was the Eliminators. Woo! 
I was oh. a massive fan of the elimination. That's a great call. The first oh. time I saw the, hit someone with the total elimination, I think I think every cell of my body just like splooshed itself. It was just amazing. Just watching them cut people in half and just how innovative a lot of the wrestling, uh, at least in my memory, maybe I'll go back and watch it, it's not the same, but how, how much the wrestling in ECW, the tag team wrestling was just so different from anything I'd experienced before. It was like, whoa, this is, they're doing some crazy shit here. And I think not being, not being so, uh, again, uh, nailed down by the tag formula allowed you know, them to do so much crazy shit, which I guess more tag teams, I think there was a period where so many tag teams were doing the same Kind of things that became boring, but when they were doing it, it was amazing. So, yeah, the eliminators, I would say, Sutton, it's Perry, Perry Sutton, Perry Sutton, and John Cronus, John Cronus. Oh, wow, they were so good. And then, you know what? I'm going to stick with the ECW theme here Sabu and RVD. Oh, oh nice, God. just oh, oh, some of the stuff that those guys did was just unbelievable. Just some of the most exciting tag team wrestling I, I, I think I've ever seen. And I, as I said, because it was ECW and because they were doing something different, it, you know, it was like from the jump they were they were doing crazy shit. Whereas, you know, I often feel a lot of tag team uh, tag matches are just going through the exact same motions and you have to wait up to match the actual start. So, yes, those are my yeah. two. What about you guys? Mike, what do you go? My, um, I think mine might be the obvious ones but i think they always stick out to me so i first would have to be the hardy boys um good choice i'm a little bit younger than you guys so when i first started watching that was when they first started doing the tlc and the triangle ladder matches at wrestlemania 2000 and i was just amazing yeah i was just completely blown away like look at these absolute nutcases killing themselves on ladders so i was sold ever since then that period of time where I remember the secret, or not the secret uh, TLC match, but the one they had on SmackDown, which I oh, that we're not allowed to talk about. Be the best one. Yeah, that was really of, good as well because it featured uh, he who shall not be named. Yeah, oh. Voldemort in that one. Oh, yeah, WrestleMan X. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were just listeners. Chris Benoit. They were Chris just Benoit. incredible, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know. Who I, that I is. only said it twice. It's fine. You've got to say it three times to come back. Oh, okay, fine. I don't see anything at all, Thomas. I don't see anything at all. <laughs> um, the other one I think I will call out, despite myself sometimes not liking them, is actually the Young Bucks. Fucking do it. In fairness. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to, because I, the first match I ever saw for them was an early Dragon Gate USA match they had against, I can't remember who they wrestled. Mm. But when I saw the bang, uh, what do you call it? More bang for your buck. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty fucking hard finish. And I, just, I it's, it was just something I'd not seen before as well. So I have to, I have to give it to them. I don't think all their work is excellent, but I can't say they haven't left an impact on what tag team wrestling is now. For me. To be to be fair, I Definitely I would have said it. to you a few years ago, I would have been not not at all in agreement with this at all because I for years could didn't appreciate the Young Bucks. I'm not sure I liked their style, like what they did particularly. I would say in recent years I've had to reappraise that because they've become a really really good tag team and mm. they're actually their psychology is actually really really good. Um, it is. And, it is. Actually, have um, Omega and. Hangman, yeah, I think in AEW was incredible. Or ROH, I haven't seen it. It was AEW. It was like twenty. I think it would have been either during the pandemic or would have been end of twenty nineteen. I'm not sure which, but um, yeah, it was. I think maybe it was end of twenty twenty. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was. It was certainly it was fantastic, absolutely brilliant, and like just like it's probably one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. Who, who was um the Latin American tag team that they had those wicked matches with on AEW? The you know Lucha the... Bros. The Lu- oh, uh, the... oh, uh, Santana you know the... Ortiz. Proud of yeah, powerful. Is that those guys. Oh my god! Is it no? Are you sure? No, maybe it's the Lucha Bros. I'm thinking. Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, because got zero. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two are incredible as well. Those matches, some of the matches those guys had, 
reignite like reignited my passion for wrestling. <laughs> like, no, when you're right. When, uh, uh, when AEW, you know, kind of first got going, it literally. So yeah, the matches they had with the Young Bucks, I thought, were just unbelievable. I think, yeah, I mean, uh, again, hard to disagree with that. They are, those were fantastic matches. And again, just like their AEW's tag division at one point was just something else. It was fire, man. Yeah. Um, Still is. I will, uh, I'll I'll, I'll pivot to mine um, because, uh, well, there's a few honorable mentions for me because I I found this very hard to narrow down. Like, I I love the kind of old school kind of, you know, the Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs from the 80s, you know. You know, moving into the nineties, you've got things like I mean, the Steiners. It's very hard to exclude them from this list because, oh hell yeah! I mean, <laughs> what a tag team! And in fact, you know, I was very close to those being my pick. Um, I've gone for two, uh, with an honourable mention for a third. Um, so the two I've gone for, and these are going to be one is very obvious, and one is maybe not so obvious, but I thought they were re- there's something about them I thought worked really well. Uh, so there's the Legion of Doom, uh, nice. because Good for choice. me. There is no tag team wrestling without the Legion of Doom. They completely changed the stratosphere for how tag teams were perceived. I think also I just really enjoyed watching them beat people up. And there's something like, there's something something about them. Like, I don't know, even now you try and go and watch a a Road Warriors match from the eighties. They just beat the shit out of people. Like it's, it's, it's really incredible that they got away with it, but it looks, I've never seen anybody look like, look so like tough and like, like, because I know they were built like brick shit houses, but also, they were actually a really efficient unit as well, and their matches were really exciting. So, you know, even when they, they were forced... so fucking hench, definitely Scott Putsky. Oh yeah, life. definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, you know, the uh, the prototype for Scott Putsky, surely, uh, if, if not medically, then certainly uh, aesthetically. Um, you know, <laughs> um, the other one, uh, and it's a weird one. Um, there is a tag team in the late, well, the early 90s in Japan that then ended up in WCW for a bit, uh, which was um, uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy with uh, the the most phenomenal name for a tag team ever, the Miracle Violence Connection. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very new Japan name. That's a fantastic yeah. name. Oh, my God. That's going to be the name of my third child. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's something about that name as well. It conjures something in my head that I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And they they could work. Like this is the last good run of uh, Terry Gordy's career after he'd been in the Freebirds. Again, another great tag team. But um, yeah, like watching them versus the Steiners and them also versus uh, Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes, who would have been my honorable honorable mention because in 1992 oh. WCW they were phenomenal. And it, it, they were a makeshift tag team, but there's something about the chemistry between them was incredible. Um, and you know just yeah like the Miracle Violence connection though like I know by the time he came into WWF in the late 90s with JR like uh, and Brawl for All and everything else uh, Dr. Steve Williams wasn't seen in the same sort of legit way as he, as he w- was previous to that but he was a bad dude like I like he just again legit- legitimately could wrestle and also seemed like he could kill you I missed all of that man all of that yeah I only remember the WWF. I, I, I uh, basically one of the things that happened in the uh, late nineties is I went to a lot of car boot sales uh, <laughs> and managed to buy a lot of VHS tapes of early nineties WCW pay per views, which I watched religiously all the time. Uh, and then Amazing. slowly, as the internet became more accessible, I went back and watched a lot of this stuff. And yeah, like yeah, the Miracle Don't Violence Connection. Yeah. Yep. What a great name as well, though. I'm just. <laughs> Just the best. Oh, let me add another one in there. A couple like that mean a lot to me. When I was a kid, I would say the Nasty Boys was a huge one when I was a kid, and I still have a Brian Knobs like original uh, action figure from like it might be the late eighties or early Uh, nineties in front room. So it's one of the first action figures I ever got, and then also the Bushwhackers as well. Both of them sucked. Like, like <laughs> the but like they were just so like as a kid, they were just like the Bushwhackers, the Legion of Doom, Nasty Boys, the Wild Samoans. All of that stuff was just oh, yeah. like was professional wrestling. Yeah, so, such characters. Yeah, exactly. Like proper characters. So yeah, big ups to them. 
I, uh, I mentioned the Legion of Doom, and one thing I, I quite enjoyed is that there was a subgenre of tag teams for a little while, which were essentially knockoffs of the Road Warriors. <laughs> Yeah. So there was the, pa- the powers of pain. Uh, you had uh, the warlord and the barbarian, <laughs> but dressed up as as the LOD for a little bit, managed by Mister Fuji. <laughs> uh, and then you also had Demolition, who, to be fair, are one of the more le- were actually really good and yeah. one of the more legendary tag teams of, of, of yeah. wrestling history. But um, don't necessarily get name checked as often as they should do, probably. True. I really liked them. They were, they were. I think just because, although weirdly, a lot of their their gear now, looking back at it, was very sort of S and M welder kind of. Uh... I was literally looking at a picture of them yeah, and thinking, it was. Like something you buy at Prowler. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not here to yuck your yum or anything. Yeah, it's definitely of its time, and perhaps I don't know. I don't know whether it, it looks quite as intimidating now in the, quite the same way. Uh, Maybe not. Years later, it's kind of hot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they realised what they were what they were putting out into the world. That's all I'm going to say. No. <laughs> there was a certain energy to it. Oh, you know, uh, another honourable mention: the natural disasters. Oh yeah, definitely. Earthquake and typhoon. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh typhoon. Okay. okay. Good old, good old shockmaster. Can I give you one? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Indeed. I, I I have to say the New Age Outlaws for me as well. Nice. Good choice. You know, an underrated Good team choice. as well, considering how big they were for like, I know it was quite a short period of time, but they were arguably the biggest tag team in the world for about a year and a year and a half. Like, and we don't talk Ooh. about them very often anymore. We, yeah. As yeah, part of DX. Yeah. That's just, which is a shame because they're both good workers. Both yeah. good characters as well. Oh, I've got a couple more I'm going to add into the mix. Do it. Go on. The Rockers. Nice. When mm. you were kids, that Shawn Michaels was the in The Rockers. That was it. It wasn't Shawn Michaels when you were a little kid. It was like, yeah, Shawn Michaels or Marty Jannetty. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always preferred Marty Jannetty at the time. And now yeah. as I get older and A, find out more about Marty Jannetty and B, realise how good Shawn Michaels was. <laughs> like, that was a bad choice. <laughs> My memory of Marty Jannetty is Kurt Angle uh, singing Shawn Michaels' song. Oh, he's just a sexy Kurt. He'll make your ankles hurt. Yeah, Marty Jannetty still can't walk. I'm just a sexy (laughs) Kurt. That's the one for me. (laughs) Amazing. Getting thrown through a barbershop window every time. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, Reality was I used to hate them so much. Yeah, the head shrinkers are a weird one for me. Uh, I, I never really, I just never really took them seriously. I think it just, yeah, something about it always felt a bit off. And then as I got older, I realised it was just a really racist betrayal of uh, people from Samoa. So you know, <laughs> that's probably it. Uh, racist, Thomas. I know it's it, it's it's unlikely <laughs> that wrestling would be capable of such a thing, but uh, turns out. Uh, <laughs> it's Rikishi. Uh, that's Rikishi and the Head Shrinkers. Rikishi and uh, Roman Reigns' dad. Oh, wow. that's so yeah, 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 such a weird thing. But there you go. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, obviously, the going shield. Back to the, I mean, when yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a good shout. I think um, awesome. I, I think it's, I was thinking that it was more of a six man unit because they had all those six man tag matches True. like the Wyatt family yeah. and Daniel Bryan and Sheamus and. Randy Orton, whoever was knocking about for quite a while, uh, more so than tag yeah. matches. But then I think uh, Reigns and Rollins were tag team champions for a bit. So yeah, I mean, they were, they were. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good shout. Oh, we completely forgot the Dudley boys mm, and yeah. Christian. I mean, all of them in that. I kind of looped them yeah. in when you said the Hardys, though. I kind of just see all of them as one thing. True, true, true. To mm. a certain degree. Yeah, um, it's true. But that's that's just because they're yeah. so intertwined because of that 2000, 2001, 2002, that like those sort of two or three years for me as a kid, they were just, yeah, they were all part of the same. It, it was yeah. always one combination of those yeah. two, if not all three. So, yeah. Um, are we uh, are we not going to talk about the Acolytes? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> they sucked. They had a wicked gimmick, but like no one enjoyed watching them wrestle. No, of course they didn't. Uh... <laughs> You're right. It's, I only realised that recently thinking about it. I thought they were really cool, but all their matches were absolute balls. Yeah, of course. 
<laughs> old dudes just old duding in the ring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's probably a whole other show on bad tag teams, but I would say, I think it's probably important that we recognise the horrific, horrific, horrific thing that was Brian Clark, Brian Adams, Chronic. Oh, what was that? What were they called? Chronic. <laughs> chronic. Chronic. Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, man, they, they dyed I'm their hair black. Like, and it was just awful. Late WCW, and then oh, they went yeah. around in the invasion. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just having acid flashbacks now. <laughs> what no. was the Sean O'Hare tag team? Oh, uh... Oh, the natural born thrillers. <laughs> they were absolutely whack as well. Oh god, they were terrible. Yeah, late WCW did not produce a lot of good tag teams. It was uh it was bad. <laughs> it was a dark <laughs> time. I can't even um, oh we have to mention Harlem Heat. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. Of course. Fucking yeah, one of the greatest of all time, to be fair. Um Yeah. And again, I think it gets overshadowed because Booker T had such a, a high profile singles career. The, and yeah, Stevie Ray had career. a singles career. Um, <laughs> he had his hey, neck bones, sucker. He ha- had his slapjack. <laughs> Don't forget about his slapjack. And his slapjack. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like... It's the best gimmick in wrestling. <laughs> but it wasn't even a proper slapjack. It looked like he was just hitting people with a wallet. <laughs> It was fucking terrible. Well, you know, I guess if you put enough lead of coins in it, a wallet it can become a slapjack. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just, it was a weird concept to be introduced into such a sterile company like WCW of somebody with a slapjack. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, yeah, no, but they were, you know, they are arguably one of the best teams of the 90s. It's, it's yeah, we shouldn't forget yeah, about for them sure. at all because they yeah. were fantastic. Um, I mean, I mean, going along that line, I suppose the outsiders as well, really, kind of yeah. to leave them out of this. That counts, yeah. Well, well they were tag champions for quite a long time. Yeah. But again, I think they get absorbed into the NWO as a wider thing a lot of the time, so we don't really talk yeah. about them as a tag team. Yeah, I'd agree. What do um, you think about, looking here, Ricky, Steve-O and Shane Douglas? This is not one I have any memories oh, of. Oh, but... Dos Hombres. Yeah. Is that what they were? They they were originally under masks as Dos Hombres, yes. Right, okay. Dos Hombres. And then they unmasked and were just themselves. Uh, Wait, is that the Conquistadors gimmick that Edric Christian did? Kind of, but in early 90s WCW. Right. But they weren't, everybody knew who they were under the masks. They said their names, but they were just called Dos Hombres and they wore masks. No, it was a no, little no. strange, I'll no. be honest. Yeah, very strange. It works, it works. You know, Not WCW was odd. It was a weird thing. And I think, I think if you're listening to this at home and you take anything away from this, it's that WCW was odd and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, a, it, was a, it was a shining star that, that was too powerful to contain its own glory and burn out yeah. too quickly. Yeah. Man, whew, what a time. Before we sign off, have you got any final shouts that you want to throw in for tag teams? Uh, I was going to say Chris Benoit and D. Malenko, but no, I'll take that one out. I mean, that, that would have been just uh, D. Malenko <laughs> so in loads of handicap matches, so. <laughs> True. So, you know. On his own, exactly. <laughs> you know. I mean, Chris Benoit has been, been erased like that. Uh, you know the, the bit at the end of... Um, uh, Infinity War, you know, after the the step, yeah, <laughs> that's Chris yeah. Benoit's career, <laughs> and probably too right to be honest. He murdered some people, you know. It's 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 pretty terrible. Yeah, not even Triple H can bring him back. No, no, that's no. the you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I think don't, that's it. That's it. I, I don't think I've got anybody. Uh, oh, I mean, oh, oh, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog were a big one for me growing up. I thought they were really good. Um, uh, that's in, a good one. I mean, to be fair, the uh, WWF's mid-90s kind of tag scene was a bit of a wasteland, to be honest. It was all the smoking guns and the Godwins and the, you know, Eli and Jacob Blue and people like that. It was awful. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's hard to pick from that era. So, Mm. you know, Owen and Bulldog were a big step up from that. So they were very good as well. So I I will will, will call them (laughs) out. But... um, Hey, do you know who else was good, actually? Just one more shout out. Oh, God. Full-blooded Italian. I remember them being good. Nunzio and 
Yeah, uh, they got um, well, oh, ADCW and Tracy Smothers. Oh, oh. Yes. Tracy Smothers, the, the least Italian man available. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Tracy Smothers. Like you're, you're Italian now. It's such a weird thing. Like oh, ECW was odd. It's such a like, and it's such a weird thing to look back on. We should probably do a show at some point, just looking back at ECW. Oh, please, we have to. Yeah, we really need to do the King of Cube final first, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That he's doing next, we've got to do that, and then once that's, that's done, we can do some one. other things. Sure, Michael's Bret Hart and a brief recap of what you missed in Rio. Yeah. Yes, there was there was samba dancing. There was a big carnival, a big parade. The show was outdoors in a, in a stadium, even though it was a house show. Wow. There were thousands upon wow. thousands, of hundreds of thousands of people there. Um, Iron Maiden did wow, a gig wow. in the car park. You know. Oh wow. <laughs> It was very special, um, but there will never be any footage of it because, uh, you know, it's the sort of thing that can only really live on in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I really missed out. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll break it down for you on the next one. It's fine. But, um, but yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, Right. Well, this has been really fun. Um, We'll do it again soon. Um, If you want to catch this or any of our back catalogue of podcasts, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, all the usual uh, places, Stitcher, Podbean. I think it's everywhere else. Basically, if you Google it, you'll find us. It's fine. Um, oh, we're on SoundCloud as well, obviously. This is it sounds so professional when I say that. Just, just fucking Google us. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and uh, you can find us on social media, on Facebook.com slash WrestleCube at WrestleCube, on Instagram, on at WrestleCube, on Twitter. Uh, I would highly recommend the Instagram uh, because I'm not in charge of that. Uh, and so it's good. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Daniel has done some lovely work on there. It, uh, well, worth, well worth checking it out. Um, and yeah, um, yeah um, the Twitter will be updated more, more frequently now. I've, I've got to get good at that. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna do more stuff. We're gonna do more stuff. We're gonna do more stuff. Uh yeah. So for 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 twenty twenty one, we're gonna do lots more stuff. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just pretend the last few years didn't happen. It's fine. That's what I'm doing. Um, they cool. didn't. They didn't happen. Right. Exactly. Well, I have been Tom Mimner. I've been Daniel Cuboid. I can Boloid. <laughs> how can i top that i've been michael lacumis just that and uh yeah uh thank you very much for listening and uh yeah we'll see you all soon see you folks yes